Sometimes it might be crazy. This nigga singing. I always feel it for you, lady. I'm just trying to change the game. I'm about to say, shut your ass up, Tyrese. They play this song like five times. And then you go know I have the staple record. I love it, bro. I absolutely love it. And the music video is dope, too. See the music video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch your step. I'm gonna go ahead and intro. This is, this is the next installment of Blastic with me, your host Louis B, and it's your boy K Rob, K Rizzy. We are back to do another one yet again. Sorry it's been so long. I know it's been a little minute. Sorry, guys. You know what I'm saying? My boy had to get himself right. Yeah. Oh, fuck <laughs> I'm just it. talking shit. Oh, I thought we was going to blame it on the holidays. God damn. <laughs> nah, because this holiday season, we're ramping it up for right, you right, guys. Right, 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 right. Uh, listen, man, as a part of Do More December, if you guys don't know what the fuck that is just yet, listen, I'm trying to give y'all content with what's in my bag. Each and every week, I'm trying to give y'all all three of the shows that we do each and every week. So... Mm-hmm. We back, man. Blastic is back. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to be getting an episode from us each and every week. Yeah, right. uh, we're going to get into some holiday classes. But first, you know what I'm saying? First, we were supposed to get into this ending out November. But mm-hmm. we're going to get into it now just because yeah. why the fuck not? Right. The next movie we're doing, uh, a classic in the community, a BET replay classic in the community, Baby Boy. Baby Boy. Oh my God, man. This 2001, movie. it was wow. released. Listen, I have to say, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Just because I feel like doing this for shits and giggles today. Kev, mm-hmm. Baby Boy was a bullshit movie, man. <laughs> Y'all don't know what to say. And this is going to be the first time. He couldn't that even keep it. He couldn't even keep it. This is going to be bro. the first time that we've had a Blastic and there's going to be a contrarian. I'm going to play contrarian today because I don't feel like it was I a don't know what we're doing it for at this point then. Because Blastics, I feel like whether they're good, bad, or indifferent, they still left a lasting effect on the community of us. And for every person that say that they hate this movie, there's 10 other people that say, I, I love l- this movie. I literally don't know anybody so that said they hate this movie. I li- This is my first How time. How did you spell baby boy? <laughs> Go ahead and show the people. Hey, yeah. Go ahead and show the people. Go ahead and show the people. Baby. Hey, this is hilarious. Let me go put that Y back up. Man. Go ahead and show the people. My nigga, man. Hey, listen, I'm so happy to be doing this yeah. movie. I wanted to get to it. It's an important movie in, it, the, it definitely in is. the black community, so man. we have to get to it, man. I don't have a list, but if I had a top 10, it would definitely be in there. Top 10 movie. And I'm not time. mad at that because for its reasons, you have to put it in there. It's replayed. The, the, the replay value is what it is for a reason. So, mm-hmm. BT don't just do that shit. No, no, no. They, for shit and giggles. No, MTV don't just do it. VH1 don't just do it for shit. People and are literally watching it every time. It's one of those movies that if I'm past, if I'm shooting through the television, if it's on, I stop. Definitely. That's what it is. So, go ahead and get into the black facts for us with this movie. Okay, so the black facts. <laughs> yeah. Black blah. Okay, so the black facts we got, aka Blastic Facts. Let's see what we got for the movie. Okay, let me pull it up real quick. I hope we edit it out. Okay, so the movie was released June 27, 2001. 
It was the film debut of actress Taraji P. Henson and R&B singer Tyrese. Big, big ups on that. It was um, originally intended for Tupac to star in the movie before he got shot and killed. Mm. So that's a big fact about it. Um, Rest in peace. Right. And also, the role of uh, Rodney was originally, guess what rapper was originally supposed to play that part? Ice Cube. God damn nigga, yes. Yeah, yeah, he did. Ice Cube. That's only because I feel like John Singleton, he got to a point where he was using a lot of the same people in the same movies a lot. So it's not far-fetched. You're going to put Ice Cube in every goddamn movie you do. And Baby Boy itself is considered to be almost a spiritual successor to Boys in the Hood. I'm not mad at that. Right, it's, right. It's, it's in the same fucking city. Same Definitely issues. It's the same thing. Same, same. glorized violence and sex. Glorized? Uh, can we say gl- No, we're going to get into it. <laughs> okay, so the movie itself had a $16 million budget. When it was originally released, it made like $8 million. Originally. Huh. It made like, it went was at like top five. So it didn't make his money back immediately. Wow. But it recouped later on when it grossed $29 million. So, you know. It's a decent movie uh, as far as, you know, money is concerned, but yeah. whatever. They definitely okay. got it on the back end because on that front end, whoa, this no, was no, a flop. No. But no. it's crazy because I thought that I feel like just being present in that time, I felt like it was a big movie because I literally remember my mom sending me off to grandma's because she wanted to go see this movie and I couldn't go see it because it was rated R. And I'm like, oh. Because yeah, you had a I nigga mama. Sneaking, I remember sneaking to see it with my sisters and the fucking sex scene right. came and I was like, oh, yucky. You, right. you got a nigga mama, that's why. <laughs> I can remember when the movie came out, moms took us to see some kids movie, uh, a chicken run at the drive-in movie theater. I remember turning around at the exact moment I seeing hate ben, you. Ben, uh, what's the name? What's the guy that acted name? We got, oh, I got a ring. No. Bing Rains, oh, butt ass nigga in the kitchen. As a matter of fact, oh, I fucked up because we have to actually go through the cast. Go so, for it. Yeah, so the cast, we got Taraji P. Henson. We have uh, Ty Reese. We have Bing Rames as Melvin. We have Snoop Dogg. We have Omar Gooding as Sweet Pea. We got A.J. Johnson as Juanita. And we also have like Monique in some cameos, Anthony Johnson, AJ Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, rest in peace. And we also have, a, that's pretty much it. We got Angel Conwell as a girlfriend. Her name is Kim. She's a, a hood star. So yeah, she's perfect. <laughs> so that's pretty much the main cast on that. I like it. I like but it yeah, yeah. But man, I, I'm going to get in. We're going to get into why I don't really care for this movie. But oh. before we do that. Did we already uh, shout out John Singleton? Did we do that? No, because I actually got something on that too. Go so we're going to go ahead and we're going to shout out to John Singleton, Have man. To. And Have I to. saw a quote where an interviewer said, like, of all the movies that you have that you have done in your life after you're gone and they released after he was gone, what was the movie that you want people to remember you by? And he said like this, he said in the interview, he said, I came out with Shaft with all this turmoil on Baby Boy. I had the final cut contractedly. I did all the stuff in that that could ever been done. It was just soulful. I made a movie that I wanted to be as soulful as a Marvin Gaye record. Hmm. That was my goal for better or for worse. Not necessarily a perfect film, but just something that you watch. It's memorable. That's what I love about that movie. Hmm. So that's the movie that he like. Interesting. That, that's it. Interesting. Well, shit. Rest in peace, John Singleton, mm-hmm. man. We, we gonna get into a lot of your movies because a lot of your movies are classics. And mm-hmm. we respect you and we love you, man. So mm-hmm. let's go ahead and get into this movie because I'm, I'm about to shit on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a that's a crazy transition. <laughs> All right, so 
Listen, man, this movie starts out kind of weird for me, man. You know what I'm saying? We're we're starting out with a weird intro of an adult-ass nigga being born in, like, an embryo. You know what I'm saying? I guess it was a metaphor of sorts. It was definitely a metaphor. Meta- it maybe was maybe a me- it was a metaphor it was for definitely a, me- a grown-ass nigga not growing up in ways. like Right, but here, I, I go even deeper than that. Directly after that, he's actually at an abortion clinic. So, <laughs> literally, he was supposed to have a baby... So he's literally being born from being a baby when you're just about to have a, a, a baby yourself. So now you're supposed to be a man at this point. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's a, a metaphor. The whole thing is a metaphor. Baby boy, uh, his hair is cut. He calls it. They say he said he calls the crib, the crib. Mm-hmm. He calls his girl and mama. It's the whole thing. But, yeah, his hair is shaved. He has no hair. Yeah. Him and the homeboy, they don't ah. have hair. Because babies usually don't have hair. Oh, God. So. Listen, it was that calculated? It okay, is. okay. That's All the right, genius John. of what it is. That's All right, John. So pretty much we're introduced to uh, Tyrese's character by the name of Jody. We all know Jody. Mm-hmm. He is a mama's boy with two baby mamas, no car, no job. This nigga fits the exact stereotype of an ain't shit nigga. That you hoes love. <laughs> so. That's a fact, too. <laughs> so, so. Hey, listen, hey. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> so, I mean, I, you get. <laughs> he is juggling two baby mamas, but the main baby mama is Yvette, played by Taraji P. Henson. Mm-hmm. Um, he has another baby mama. I forget what her name is. She's not, Peanut, right? Peanut? Peanut, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but this nigga, he's, he's funny, man. He's literally an ancient nigga that don't have much going for himself. It's just interesting to see like some of the stuff that be going on. I remember him having a conversation with his friend. Just They was about to go out for the day, and he was like, Man, let's man, let's go get some liquor, man. Them hoes ain't at the strip club yet. You niggas ain't doing shit. On the de- it's okay. o'clock noon. On the defense, on the defense of Jody, you hadn't got. <laughs> I gotta remind you of this as well because he looks older. Jody's only twenty. That's a few weeks from nineteen. Huh? Yeah, you gotta think about it. Now you know there's certain things that he would he was doing that was ain't shit. Uh, women aside, he's only nine. He's literally only nineteen years old at this point. So if he's only nineteen slash twenty, why yeah. is they? Why is the movie depicted like he's thirty five? You now, mean of how course, he, I know right. he's not thirty five, but the way that they make it seem in the movie, they depict him as like a a late twenties, early thirties nigga that's just like not doing shit for himself. Like it's okay to be nineteen. Well, I guess because now he has. I guess now because he has kids. That's the and I guess that makes him ancient. Okay. And okay. I guess now that okay. you say that, now I'm thinking, it's always a thing where with black men, you're not you're not really a child. You always mm. looked upon as you're a man at eighteen, where everybody okay. else you could be twenty one and still a child. But you know, interesting. But we're gonna go. Yeah. So going on with the story, you know what I'm saying? Mama gotta have a life too. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> My boy Jody pulls up to the crib, man, and it's a new nigga there. It's a new nigga played. His name is Marvin. He's played by Melvin. Ving nigga, Ra- Melvin. Melvin. What did I say, Marvin? <laughs> Marvin. Yeah. <laughs> Melvin, played by Ving Rames. Listen, this guy, he's a little interesting. He's a little he he's been he's been in the hood. I'll say right. that. You know what I'm saying? He's about that life. He's been about that life, and mm-hmm. I think he still knows that life. No, he definitely still knows <laughs> that life. Let me ask you a question about uh, Melvin, too. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that his um, attitude, well, uh, uh, Jody's attitude towards Melvin is um, warranted? Like, because at first he does, he sees him, he's like, fuck you. Some people are like, man, leave your mama boyfriend alone. Do you think his attitude towards him is uh, warranted? Yes, at the beginning, because. Yeah. Agreed. Melvin did nothing but show Jody respect. Like he wasn't even trying to be in his way. True, true enough. To me. True enough. 
True. At first, but I get I it. I see when, right. once he get. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. Yeah. We will get to it, but we yeah, don't yeah, get to it. Right, right, right. Because it, it starts to get crazy. Shit right. does start to get crazy. So mm-hmm. Jody is at this point where he's tired of being broke. This nigga having a little conversation with with Sweet Pea, mm-hmm. having a good little conversation, talking about we tired of being broke. It's time to make some money. So what does he do? He finds him a hustle in selling stolen dresses. Not mad at it. It's a hustle, mm-hmm. and from that hustle, you're able to now have a little money in your pocket mm-hmm. so you feel like you're doing good you know what I'm saying you're taking your girl's car and putting new rims on your girl's car that was the wrong putting thing putting tent do. on your girl's car right. um and, uh, yeah all this shit that's just I not didn't get that you. Instead of just getting your own car but <laughs> I, w- I will say this about uh the whole hustle thing mm-hmm. at first I'm like why are you selling stolen dresses and things like that but I'm like that's really the perfect job for that nigga and they show it in the movie because so he, he, talk. Obviously, he obviously has to get the gaff with these hoes. Yeah. So he literally can talk anything and talk to you hey, into hey, buying I'm, this I'm thing. I'm Joseph Summers. And right. I just want to know if I can be your friend. And right. So it's perfect. And yeah. you see and you see the difference between him and Sweet Pea. He can't do it by no means. The bitch trying to buy this dress. Right. Whoa. But oh. I also want to give uh, John Singleton's props because now that I think about it, they did not immediately go straight to drug selling. Like he did not, they did, not they didn't sell drugs. Like I don't even remember any mention of drugs. I didn't see him smoke or anything, to be honest. Maybe Snoop, but it was some smoking. Yeah, but they didn't sell drugs, which would have been the first thing. Interesting. Yeah, mm. would have been the first thing. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. So shit starts to get crazy, man. My nigga Jody comes home and he finds, oh god, <laughs> he finds that my nigga Melvin actually lives there now. And how does he find out, man? My nigga is going to get some breakfast in the morning. At least going in the kitchen to see what the fuck is in the fridge. My nigga is cooking breakfast in here butt-ass naked for his girl. Now, as a real nigga, you can't be mad at that. But as the other nigga on the other side, like Jody, it's like, That's the, I what think it's, is this shit? To a certain distance, I think it's disrespect. Now, I don't know it's if they were... It's very disrespectful. I don't know if they were doing this thing like, hey, we're going to rush this nigga out of here. And we just, I'm going to do shit to make him uncomfortable <laughs> to where he leave. But that's disrespectful. If you know a nigga lived there, like that's so disrespectful. It's nasty. And the way that they would, the way that they just show like a montage of him ingratiating himself in the house, Mm -hmm. fixing the TV, fucking his mom all willy nilly. That listen, the the, I'm gonna just get into it. The sex scenes in this movie were so weird. I don't know what the fuck was going on with these shits. They were like the the craziest sex scenes I'd ever. I, See, that's what I think. What that's the what, fuck? Right. That's why. That's what I'm saying. I think is everything is very calculated. I believe that was an attempt to get him uncomfortable for him to go. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's, that I get think out. That, like, this is. I'm. This. I'm, this. How I'm gonna be fucking your mama from now on while you here? That shit is nuts. Right. Right. At least for them. Oh, anyway. pun intended. Right. <laughs> See ya. So, continuing on with the story, fam. Jody is already a cheating ass nigga, but you know what? How mm-hmm. cheating niggas do this thing where if they don't cheat that week and Shawty think that he cheated that week and he didn't do it, he feel justified like he don't cheat, period. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Yvette feels like he's a cheater. So they have their whole little I hate you, you know, the infamous I hate you argument outside the apartments, everybody going crazy. The I hate you turns into a I love you. So Insert qualities. another weird ass sex scene, but hey, let's just go for it. That's how people are, though. People actually have sex. Like, people prefer uh, makeup sex. That's what it is. It's nasty. It's crazy. I don't remember that. The toxicity in this shit. Where's your son? So, listen, man. Pete is a worthless-ass piece of shit. That's all I have to say. You said Pete. Sweet Pete. It's my fault. Listen, I feel like he's a worthless piece of shit. Even worse than Jody. Why do I say this? Why... 
his thing was, Jody, why you ain't found me a job? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what? Hey, man. Hey, man. I'm hey. sorry, what? Jody, why you ain't found me no job? You want me to be broke out? Nigga, that's your life. I don't want to be broke. That's why I'm selling dresses. But I'm going to give you a redeeming quality about the brother. Go for he it. He was always praying. He was always a real religious person. He he, he always... They always he are. That, he had that going for him. He they had that always going for him. are. He had it. He had it going for him. <laughs> so continuing on with the story, man. Yvette's co-worker tries to seduce Jody. This is crazy. So... This is this that shit that shit messy, man. Cause for one thing, Jody's already set the shit up to the point where he can get to the spot. The fact that he pulled out, I mean, kudos to you, my nigga. But water mm-hmm. is wet and fish breathe water. So what the fuck? But the the shawty that tried to fuck with him, the the coworker, she messy too, cause she knows she worked with. The, it's just messy. John Singleton set that man up from the jump street. First of all, <laughs> it wasn't nothing but women that worked at that job. Like yeah, but my thing is, like I said, kudos to him, like you said, because. He had, you know, he had, he left that. Do you know how hard that was to, to leave that? Well, she said, he, he said she couldn't suck no one anyway, so I'm, but I don't I, think he had a problem leaving. You know, what I agree, but what I agree to with you is, why go? What did you think you were going for? He didn't have any, he ain't have no stuff to sell. Bro, he ain't had no merchandise to sell. He had no dresses with him. Yeah. What was you there for? And I'm trying to figure out how he, she get the, you know, the time leaving link with this nigga how she even talked and we ain't see the bitch for one time in the opening of the movie so maybe it was the lead scene or something I don't know the shit that's funniest to me this nigga escapes a, a, a moment of cheating however as soon as he, as he picks Yvette up from the job gets her she finds a box of condoms and the, all the condoms ain't there so she feels like he cheated he cheated we already know he cheated he just couldn't get out of this one. So the fact that he could not escape his cheating shit, even though he felt like he escaped the night before, is absolutely hilarious. So she caught that, him cheating. Not only that, but his answer to did you cheat is, yeah, I did if you if you think I did. <laughs> I was like, no, you just. So fam, shit, I would say gets, shit, like that too, shit gets real heated at this point because Yvette is tired of the bullshit. Like, I feel like this is all that you are worth for me, like, which is nothing. You're getting on my fucking nerves. You're treating me like shit. Stop cheating on me, I'm going to call bullshit on her too, though. This is why I'm going to call bullshit on her as well. I'm, shit I'm, gets heated. You know what I'm saying? She feels right. like she can throw hands on my guy. You know what I'm saying? Right. So after getting a few taps on him, a few love taps, he just feels like them taps was too hard and he goes one smack. Oh, he slapped the cowboy shit out of her. He did. It was crazy. He slapped the cowboy, the, the power walking shit out of her. The power walking shit. He did. I'm not gonna lie, and, I, and I'm not. We're not advocating. We violence. don't. We that don't. shit is crazy. But I'll, but he I'll got say his. this though. Mel he fucked him up. I'll say this though. I'll say it doesn't matter how much you try to take off of Taraji P Henson. When this personal responsibility come into play. She literally is on the phone with her homegirl and says she was taking pills. She was on birth control mm. and you stopped taking birth control and got pregnant with this nigga. Like, come on, when that for your I, I come on, man. I mean, but shit, stop cheating on me. Nah, nigga, stop please. On you me, knew. Man. You know y'all know the niggas y'all be with. Y'all know. Which camera where's my camera? Y'all know. Come on, man. Let's come on. So, they break up after this, of course. Before that, this nigga thought he could eat her out and make everything better and then take her car and leave. He I did. said, this nigga's full did of shit. Did he do it? Huh? He did it, though, right? <laughs> Cut. Yeah. She was tired, man. 
<laughs> but to make matters worse, these niggas take a break, and who shows up in the middle of the break? Rodney. Rodney is played by Snoop Dogg. This is an ain't shit nigga. Another ain't shit nigga. Hey, mm-hmm. man, Yvette has a she has a thing for ain't shit niggas. But Rodney is Thank in j- jail. He gets out of jail. Now he has to stay with her because he done put her name on the shit at the jail. So now you got to stay with her. Shit is crazy because I don't mm-hmm. want you here. You're not the father of my child, so my child is around you now. This is just a real bad situation. So this Get is, the fuck out my right. house. So this is where you call the, the baby, your baby daddy, the police or whatever, get him out your house. But before we speed past this, that comes my favorite line of the movie. Nah, nigga, this ain't no motherfucking event. I love that line in that movie, bro. I, that's my favorite. <laughs> that's one of my favorite lines, bro. But yeah, Snoop Dogg, I want to I give props on Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg played one of the best villains, I think, between him and Big Boy and ATL. It was the right amount of funny and a right amount of threatening. Yeah. I, I think we sleep on big, uh, Snoop Dogg for that. I love that. He makes a movie for me, too. I'm not mad the at it. The two scenes that he's in. So movie. shit is getting crazy out here for, for everybody involved in this whole movie, man. Shit is just on the down when Yvette and Jody not together. Jody's just getting his ass beat on all fronts. Mm-hmm. This nigga getting his ass beat by little ass kids. Then he turn around and get his ass beat on the way home. <laughs> getting home by Melvin. <laughs> He just getting his ass beat all the way round. This shit is not looking good for oh my, my boy God. Jody, man. I love it, bro. And shit is even getting worse for Yvette, man. You know what I'm saying? Rodney is in the house and he's smelling himself. He feel like now I can I can take advantage of Yvette. So mm-hmm. he tries to rape her. Literally tries to rape her in front of his her son, which mm-hmm. is nuts. So now, of course, you know what I'm saying? Jody don't like that. Of course. Yvette goes to tell him and now they get back together and, and that shit but now you know what I'm saying now I, I have a grudge like I we gotta we gotta do something about this nigga mm-hmm. you living in this fucking house just off the legalities of situations but you gotta get the fuck out of here and there's only one way that we can really do that out here in these streets especially mm-hmm. since you tried to rape my, my girl mm-hmm. so obviously shit gets worse Jody and uh, Sweet Pea, they get into a situation where they, you know what I'm saying, they corner Rodney. Mm-hmm. Pop, pop, pat, pat, you yeah. out of here, buddy. Hey, I love that his 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 role was so short-lived, but hey, it happens like that. You in and you out. Some niggas got to go. <laughs> Some niggas got to go. Mm-hmm. And from that point, it's, I think what was cool is that all this time, this nigga Jody hated on Melvin, but what he didn't realize, and I think Melvin knew it all along, he saw a lot of himself in in him. So when he got back to the house after after doing the murder and shit, mm-hmm. Melvin already knew what the fuck went on. He mm-hmm. just felt what was going on by seeing the gun and seeing how he just looked because he, he felt he identified with it. So the fact that they had that little moment where they identified with each other and that was kind of like their mending of everything. Right. I thought that was, shit was so dope. That was a very good part because not one word was said in that scene right. and it was probably the most powerful scene in the movie. Right, because you also got to understand that it, Jody also you know, claimed uh, Melvin to be a killer the entire time. You you a killer like Henry. He keeps saying mm. killer like Henry. So now you, technically you are a killer at right. this point right. and, and I think you know this also that's also on top of him always having dreams of somebody killing himself. You know, you know, is he always having these dreams of someone killing him? Yeah. Like his brother got killed. So right. it's just a, it's an unfortunate, you know, thing. Like we said last time with um, boys in the hood, people yeah. killing each other and it don't stop. So. Yeah. 
So now that the issue is out the way and he can finally be with his girl in happy bliss, mm -hmm. everything is great and everything is grand. Mm -hmm. He finally decides to move in with his girlfriend and and, and domesticate with her. Mm -hmm. And he he, he, he knocks her up again. Movies gonna move. He it. knocks her up again and he gonna keep this one, man. So yeah. listen, movies are gonna movie, everything's mm -hmm. good. He's good with Melvin, all is good with everybody in the fucking movie. And that's baby boy. However you feel about it. I can't wait to actually get into a lot of more movies that I don't particularly I'm so I'm so confused. Like I've anymore. never I'm so confused. I I this is actually one of those movies that I watch and gets better. It it gets better each time. Like it, I'm like me, I'm it literally gets funnier like, and I just no, like, wow, don't get it twisted. It's crazy. funny. <laughs> By all means, it's funny. Some of the best lines. He's watching TV. You ain't gonna do shit with your bitch ass, Popeye. There's a lot of funny shit. It, even when he gets his ass beat by the little niggas, it's funny. Like, I don't do know something. They whooped I, his I ass. Know, I don't know if it's Tyrese, it's, but it's still it's just such a good movie. Like, it's it's a. I think, I think, I think the reason why it has so much impact on people, because it's one of those movies that it kind of preaches to you without being too preachy. It just kind of shows you, look, this is what happened. You have children. You don't take care of children. Look, ladies, this is what happened. You have children with men who aren't ready and then goes back to the mom. You had mm -hmm. children at an early age. Now this, that. It's just a, I, I think it's one of those movies, yeah. man. I think, yeah. I ain't mad at it, man. Dope soundtrack any, too, uh, man. Shit, go ahead and get into some Dope soundtrack, soundtrack. Um, not the specific not album itself. I love, uh, is that a fucking house phone? <laughs> I uh, love Baby Boy by Tyrese and Snoop Dogg. Love it. Mr. Tan, he's also in the movie as well. I love that song. But I, to be honest, I hate to say it, I think the first time I ever really... This is going to throw me off. Okay. So, I mean, like I said, it's a great, uh, great soundtrack, great score. Um, Baby Boy, Mr. Tan, Snoop Dogg. Uh, Mr. Tan is in the movie as well. Baby Boy, I love that song. They played it five, you know, five times throughout the movie. But I hate to, I hate to be embarrassed to say, but I think the first time I actually heard the song, I was like, that's a dope-ass song. I'd rather be with you. Uh, mm. Boosie Collins, I think that's the first time that caught my attention. Oh, wow. Um, Rose Royce, uh, Wish Upon a Star. I think that I Wish Upon a Star. They're just the the music in it is just perfect, man. It's just so good music in that. That's a great soundtrack, man. I feel you on that. Definitely. Shit, I'm gonna go ahead and end the podcast with Definitely. a song that I love, and that's it's the song that ended the movie. Uh, I do love you. So See, listen, another man. one, another one. I one forgot. of my favorite ones. Nothing. Listen, this is another episode of Blastic. I'm happy we are back. I'm so happy we're back. Um, and yeah, we're gonna keep doing this shit all December. We got some good holiday classics. Holiday blastics. What the fuck am I saying classics in the studio? We got some good holiday blastics coming your way this month, and I cannot wait. Do more December. What's in my bag? Blastic. It is me. Y'all, it's me. And your boy K-Mall. I'm ready to go. Yeah.